And it is in that spirit that I'm going to, for, uh, <laughs> for John Delaney, I am going to do push-ups here. Folks, I am looking at what you are looking at if you are looking at a television that is tuned to cable news because it is caucus weekend, which means all the journalists are in town, which means that all the television journalists are in town, which means that if there is a television journalist, they are pointing their camera for their stand-up shot toward the golden-domed state capitol and Desai standing here in the snowy promenade in front of it. I figured this would be the fitting place to set the scene here for you. We are on the razor's edge of exactly how this weekend is going to play out. Because in a few hours, we are going to have a vote in Washington, D.C. And that vote will determine what happens through the rest of this weekend. Now, if the vote goes as I expect, and of course, I am talking about the impeachment vote, not only for whether or not witnesses will be called, but also whether or not Donald Trump will be acquitted. If that goes the way I think it is going to go, and that is that both of them, the witnesses will be denied and Donald Trump will be acquitted, then that means that Amy Klobuchar, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren, and I'm assuming Bennett, are going to come out here. And tonight, big events for at least Bernie and Warren will have their namesakes there. Warren's got a big event here in, in the area that I'm in, and Bernie has a fundraiser with musical artist Bon Iver. I just like saying that name. Bon Iver. And if Donald Trump is acquitted, right? So if there's a reason, if you like one of those two or any of these candidates, there's a reason to root for Donald Trump to get acquitted. You know, this is strange bedfellows. But either they're going to be there or they're going to have surrogates there. Either way, we will have some kind of change in stakes tonight. Either the, the beginning of the most pivotal three days in this contest will begin without the people who are actually on... I guess, is it even the ballot? that They are in, in contest for this caucus, or they will not. So what has been my experience as I walk through downtown Iowa, drive through downtown Des Moines? Here's the biggest thing. When you leave the internet and you come to Iowa, the Pete thing's real. The Pete thing is uh, something that's at play. Uh, uh, he is mentioned, at least colloquially, and granted, I've, I've been to only a few places, but he, is, he seems to be colloquially mentioned far more as a peer to Warren and Bernie with younger, more progressive, not capital P progressive voters, uh, than you would see, at least on the internet or, or, or out there in the world. I would not be surprised if... This is a big moment for the Pete campaign, and that's going to be backed up by an interview that we'll have a little bit later with uh, uh, one of the folks from Raygun. Raygun is, is just a great shop, and, and we'll talk to 
Taylor in a second. Let's go ahead and get into whether or not this does end tonight. This is new on Politico. The White House seems to be signaling that this will go on until Wednesday of next week. Wednesday is also a funny word for after the caucuses in Iowa. So we may go this entire time without there being a a appearance, at least during the daytime hours, from some of these candidates. This from Politico. The Senate impeachment trial for President Donald Trump could drag into next week, even as GOP leaders appear to have the votes needed to prevent additional witnesses and testimony from being offered, according to Republican senators and aides. Republicans suggest the trial could extend into Wednesday of next week due to scheduling concerns over the Iowa caucuses on Monday and Trump's State of the Union address on Tuesday. It's probably going to drift a little bit, said Senator John Thune, the number two Senate Republican, and it may well go into next week. White House officials want more time to prepare their closing arguments in the case, said several sources on the issue. A delay would also provide more time for closed-door deliberations by senators and would allow them time to make their own statements from the floor on the case. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is expected to make an announcement on the floor Friday afternoon. This is interesting. Because at this point, it is all over but the crying. And you would think that there is interest from both sides to get this party on the road, right? Donald Trump wants this done before the State of the Union. The Senate Democrats that are running in 2020 want this to be done so they can actually have a payoff to what they've raised millions of dollars for and spent the better part of a year trying to create. Oh, man. This... This puts the Democrats also in a very, very, very tricky position. Because on one hand, right, some things are bigger than politics. It's what Elizabeth Warren has been saying. It's apparently one of those things that's bigger than politics is uh, making Justice John Roberts uh, uh, ask out loud whether or not there's Amanda hugging kiss at the bar because he needs Amanda hugging kiss. I mean, that's not really what he said, but it might as well have been. He might as well be Mo Sislak repeating Bart Simpson's crank call. As uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren made him ask the question whether or not his involvement, even as an official in this trial, is something that would damage the reputation of the Supreme Court itself. But even the timing... Of when, because as I record this, it is about 1 o'clock Central Time, which means that's 2 o'clock Eastern Time. So when the timing of this announcement is, is definitely going to factor into it. Because as soon as the Senate is adjourned, that means that all these 2020 Democrats can get on flights and get to Des Moines, where they all have events tonight and throughout the weekend. And meanwhile, looming very, very, very large is that two-week delay from Nancy Pelosi. Oh, how 
does that delay look now? I said before I had no idea why she was doing it. And now, if we're talking about the difference of 72 hours for these candidates, I mean, I made the prediction that Amy Klobuchar was going to complain about this. I think all three of them might. Unless this is a decisive win for, I mean, two out of the three are going to complain, assuming one wins. If none of them win, then they are all going to complain. And I think they're going to blame Pelosi. Because push comes to shove. Look, the, the, the impeachment is the impeachment is the impeachment. If it's going to go down, it's going to go down. The idea that she held those articles for two weeks now is massive. Because it basically went the way that everybody assumed it was going to go. And if these senators are assuming that there's more bullets in the chamber and then they get handed the gun only to have it go click, click, click. Oh. You know, I watch MSNBC today and they were acting like like this is something that anyone's going to remember in two days. As soon as this impeachment thing is over, no one's going to remember Lev Parnas. As soon as this impeachment thing is over, I mean, Bolton's book's going to come out and then it's going to be gone. It's going to be like all the other books that came out and then were gone. It's going to be like Comey's book. It's going to be like, you know, any any of the other, you know, welcome to resist, you know, Republican or Trump expats that are welcomed with open arms into the resistance only for, you know, the, the, the news not to kill the king. And so they just sort of fade. They're like Homer Simpson into the hedges. I don't know why I've had two Simpsons references in this segment, but I'm feeling good about it. I guess that's the story of today. Does Mitch McConnell make an announcement? And when does he do it? For the sake of Bernie holding Bonavere's hand in the air, we will find out. Folks, I was never expecting to do one of these in this fashion, but I join you now in the parking lot of 24th and Ingersoll in Des Moines, Iowa. 2405 is the address of the Vogue Vision Eyewear, which stands next to Delaney for President 2020. And friends, I have looked death in the face because the campaign undertaker came for a soul this morning. John Delaney announcing that he is ending his campaign for president. It is one that, well, to be honest, we kind of knew was coming. Uh, I am. I walked in to the Delaney headquarters and uh, they were not up for an interview, but... They indeed were, uh, it's almost as if they knew. They knew what we do on this show because they blessed your boy with a haul of Delaney merchandise that is going to go to the person that writes gong on this episode. We have a t-shirt, buttons, a deck of cards, a little cool, uh, a, 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 a drink, a water bottle thing. It is massive swag. They emptied the cupboard for us. And I didn't even ask them for it. They just said, hey, look, we're not doing interviews, but you can have all this stuff. And I'm like, of course I'm going to take this stuff. So how do we eulogize 
the campaign of John Delaney. Well, he really was the OG moderate. You got to imagine that there's a lot of frustration from Delaney now that Michael Bloomberg has traction. It seems like the race has very much uh, begun to recognize, if not reward, moderates. But Delaney really had his biggest moment in the sun when the party seemed like it was tilting to a more progressive side. He is, like Bloomberg, self-financing a lot of his campaign. And ultimately was kind of selling a moderate lane bipartisanship at a moment where nobody was really taking it. I mean, remember, at the time that he was doing the first debates in Miami, the the question was exactly how much of Medicare for all you were going to embrace, how much you were going to sweeten the Green New Deal. And you had guys like Hickenlooper and Bennett and Delaney that tried a far more strident, moderate tone and really didn't see a lot of response for it. Now, you know, you got to imagine that they look at Michael Bloomberg and Joe Biden. Now, granted, those guys have way bigger name value than they do, but Mayor Pete doesn't, and Mayor Pete is, is somebody that's very much in play here in the caucuses. I don't quite know why Delaney lasted in, until, uh, until now. My suspicion is he might endorse somebody either on caucus day or over the weekend. That would just be a guess. And at that point, the question is whether or not it's either Biden or Mayor Pete. But uh, there in front of me, I'm literally looking at it right now, is the John Delaney bus, truth, dot, 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 for a change. And it is in that spirit that I'm going to, for, uh, <laughs> for John Delaney... I am going to do push-ups here in this frigid Des Moines morning. <laughs> A man for whom has posted more physical fitness videos of himself online than he has had qualifying polls for the Democratic debate. But here we go. I'm going to take my earpieces out. I'm going to do 10 for Delaney here in the parking lot. I'm going to lay this microphone here in my rental car so we can uh you can you can hear it but here we are yeah one two three four five six seven eight nine ten ten for delaney r.i.p gone too soon well although technically we kind of knew it was happening. Campaign Undertaker remains undefeated. All right, we are here at Mars Coffee, which is adjacent to Ray Gun, one of the iconic spots here in Des Moines, at least for me. I, I, I love it. And joining us is Taylor Frame from Ray Gun. How you doing, man? Good. Uh, happy to be here. Happy to see you again after a long uh, four years. I know, I know. So I met you, uh, me and John, my co-creator on Contender. Literally, we were just here giving away games and we're like, well, you want to know what? Like, this, is, this might be the only opportunity for us to try and sell games. And so we came in just totally cold and asked if you guys wanted to buy stuff. And, yeah. and you did. Yeah, so. we were really impressed with it. We thought it was really cool. And then our customers have loved it over time, too. So 
We're glad you guys stopped in, and it was a fun, fun game to have around. For well, sure. I, I want to talk to you about kind of where Ray Gunn sits on this like kind of cultural uh, <laughs> roadmap of Iowa, because now I'm here as a podcaster, and so I feel myself going into the hacky, mm -hmm. journalistic, like the fact that I just, I met, <laughs> I meet random people and my immediate instinct is to be like, well, who are you caucusing for? Who's your second choice? Like yeah. you guys have become a, a part of that roadmap for not only candidates, but I'm sure for media. Oh yeah. Uh, when did that start? Uh, first probably started maybe 2012, maybe 2016, 18. Um, we've been so post-Obama, yeah, it post was after... Obama, it was kind of towards the end of Obama when he was running it again. Um, we were in our old location, much smaller space, and his staffers would come in, but we never had anyone really from the media. We never had candidates, obviously, stop in. Yeah. Um, but then we moved to our new location a block away here where we are now. It's a much bigger space, and we can dedicate uh, more display space and more product to kind of catering to media, catering to candidates, catering to the whole political caucus process. Um, and that's what we've done for the past two cycles now is we have a whole display set up that really just shirts for media, shirts yeah. for like candidates, um, and a whole like section based on each uh, candidate who's running for it is for it is great because there's there's this very post you know postmodern sort of meta above it all element there's like literal shirts that just say like i'm a journalist with these hacky journalist questions yeah, yeah. like on 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 the front of it it was wild like last week we had a journalist filming a journalist, filming the shirt about <laughs> a journalist. And we're like, we, this is maybe too much. We, we might have to just stop that. Like, this we're going to bring some space-time continuum here. But I would imagine, because a lot of the stuff you have is very progressive. It's very uh, LGBT-forward mm -hmm. uh, uh, kind of stuff that, as progressive candidates have been on the rise, this uh, I would imagine that you guys have also just seen more attention, more traffic, right? Yeah, for sure. It really kicked off... Um, in 2016 when Hillary came in and she gave a speech in the store and she screen printed some shirts upstairs and she walked around and got the whole tour uh, and then after that uh, all the candidates it's kind of have stopped in it's become a spot where you have to stop in and say hi and shake some hands and see what shirts are about you ah gotcha so, is, so that's the rite of passage is, yeah. is to come in and see what people are saying see about you on a shirt at, yeah <laughs> No, what what would be the the average react like like is it like oh that's funny or it's just kind of a, 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 a muted chuckle? There's definitely a lot of muted chuckles. There's some oh that's interesting or uh, that's kind of weird. Or, <laughs> or, you know. uh, again, in 2016, we had a Bernie shirt with his faces all over it, and people kept wearing that when they met him, and they're like, oh, do you like my shirt? Do you like my shirt? And he's like. That's weird. So frightened and <laughs> yeah. confused, weird. as I might imagine yeah. a man of his age would be. Yeah, but we felt like, yeah, Warren stopped in and saw her shirts, and you know, she was ran in the store, obviously, and shook a bunch of hands and was very excited to take pictures and meet everyone in the store. And um, we've had uh, Bernie came in again after we did the I Wrote the Damn Bill shirt. He came in and got a picture with that. Oh, okay. Um, so we've had everyone in the store this cycle, except for Biden, has been the only one that hasn't stopped in yet. I mean, now, now might be the time, right? This last, this yeah. last weekend, like... Yeah. Jill, his wife, was across the street at the Blazing Saddle, uh, one of our gay bars here. Okay. Um, and then he, I think he actually does have an event planned maybe this weekend or next week at the Blazing Saddle over there. Okay. Uh, across the street as well. So maybe, maybe he at might that stop point. in this week. Yeah, yeah, and we'll then, see. then you complete that. That's your, that's your infinity yeah, gauntlet yeah, of all the, yeah. uh, all the candidates that would <laughs> yeah, come in. Yeah. All right. In the time that you guys have had that. Are there any media or, or politicians behaving badly or rudely? You don't have to name them, like, but but are there any uh, uh, maybe you know rude advance people or something like that? Um, not really. Um, 
people kind of know what they're getting into when they come here because a lot of, I think, their social media feeds are filled with their friends who are taking pictures of the store. So they kind of know what oh, to expect. Oh, maybe that's... And they're yeah. kind of getting drawn in. They're like, oh, there's a whole section of shirts for me and for the for the caucuses. I'm going to go check that out. And they kind of know what's coming. Yeah. Um, but there are some people that stop in. You definitely know they have some kind of agenda. They're trying to push, like, oh, Iowa's kind of a dead state without the caucuses. Like, why is Iowa first? Why, oh, why okay. Do, why do they gotcha. It? So kind of like subtly push those kind of messages so they're of, looking they're looking for, for you to answer. do the narrative yeah. like they're this is and this is another hacky journalism thing it's like yeah. they have the story written right they just need they're, you the dancing monkey to say the for thing those sound bites yeah yeah no it's like it's like the, the, the bart simpson meme of yep. just like say the thing yep. say that you're annoyed it, with yeah, everybody right here yep. yay <laughs> yeah it's very that uh well that's uh, uh that's awesome is there any sales insights obviously there's always everybody especially with the caucus they're looking for counting signs on the street and uh, counting heads in the crowds and stuff like that everybody's looking for their own little inside are there any sales insights on shirts candidate specific shirts or even cause specific shirts that you can share we actually just put all of our caucus stuff caucus directly related products on sale so all of that's on sale um and then we have been moving candidates products, books, uh, shirts, yeah. and whatnot into our sales section as they've dropped out. And now we've kind of been playing into that, too. We have, like, a little display of uh, ex-candidates. Like oh, the dead if, soldiers. Yeah, if, if, you, uh, yeah, if you don't make it to the president's, uh, presidency, you'll make it to the sales section. So. <laughs> I was actually just at the Delaney headquarters. Okay, yeah. I was there before. before uh, I was looking out, just yeah. to see if anybody would talk to me. They wouldn't. But they certainly had a lot of swag that they were very excited to, to get, get rid of. Get rid because of yeah. <laughs> he also has a billboard right across the street next to the Blazing Saddle. And we're like, we want to go change it real quick and say, like, John Delaney welcomes you to this village or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, he could just be like a, like a very magnanimous yeah. like mayor yeah. type. Now he could just be your <laughs> yeah. friend, you know. Yeah. Uh, John Delaney's got a few tips for the weekend. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> just give him yeah. his personal number. <laughs> his favorite drink at the Blazing Saddle, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is awesome. Thank you so much for, 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 for sitting down. Yeah, uh, is, there, is there anything that, you know, obviously, uh, now I'll do the hacky journalist <laughs> thing. Uh, uh, Obviously, you guys are a part of the the culture here downtown. Is there anything that people should be paying attention to in in Des Moines while they're here? I guess I'm now just doing a podcast for journalists that yeah. are here for the weekend. But, um, whew. I mean, definitely come over to the East Village. It's the kind of the area that surrounds the Capitol. The Capitol sits up on the hill, and everything down below that is essentially the East Village. So down here are ourselves, obviously, but then um, some other Des Moines staples like Zombie Burger is kind of a restaurant in Des Moines that everyone has to go to at least once yeah um it's also like where all of our like gay bars are if that gives you an idea of like what the neighborhood yeah. vibe there's is some like. culture there's there's a little bit of culture down here there's yeah. some fun um like local shops if you're looking to grab any like clothing like while you're down here forget a belt forget a shirt you know whatever. Yeah. there's all <laughs> kinds of little stores and um local restaurants and things like that so i definitely recommend the east village um and then probably swing up by drake and see like where all the candidates had their uh, debate, and then they have their town halls there, um, or they just had their town halls there. But every year, that's where a lot of like political stuff happens up at Drake. Up and at Drake, yeah. Trump was there last night. I so. I got caught. I almost got uh, in in the middle of a fight between oh, wow. uh, the bar staff at Luck or oh, Lefties wow. yeah. and yeah. Uh, and some Trump supporters. Oh, it was uh, it got it got a bat was drawn. You know, holy cow! Yeah, no, They're it was it was there. it was intense. Wow. Uh, but I think that was like my only time that I was, I thought, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm going to be on the road with all these, you know, all the Democratic candidates. I'm like, For this sure. is the only time I'm going to talk to any Trump people yeah. probably until the general. Yeah. And they didn't disappoint. They did it it almost disappoint. turned into they a bar fight. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. 
Yeah, so I'd recommend, yeah, East Village, stop by Drake, see that. Um, we've got, like, a really cool sculpture park, actually. Go yeah. ahead and check that out with the, all the freshly fallen snow. It might look real, real pretty. It but, is. Um, it is picturesque here. Yeah. What is the number one shirt so far? Any The number one political shirt number that's been political sold. political shirt. Yeah. probably have to be our uh, Iowa. For some reason, you have to come here to be president. That's a staple. That is a staple. And then, of course, the Iowa 2020 rock out with your caucus out. Yeah. It's like another, Classics. Another, another Classics classic. for yeah. a reason. Yep. And then we've spent the whole kind of year now building up shirts for all the candidates. So it's inter interesting to see whose shirts are kind of like selling quick and yeah. who's buying what kind of shirts. And I would guess, you know, the, the Bernie and the Yang, I think that those would probably be the, the folks that would that would come out to Ray Gun if I were yeah. to take a wild guess. Yeah, there's a, a number of both of them. A lot of Pete. A lot of Pete people. A lot of Pete. Pete and Warren, too, yeah. Yeah, Pete's got, you know, it's, it's so funny because, especially on the internet, mm -hmm. Pete is not exactly the most fashionable mm -hmm. candidate on the, like, left yeah. progressive Twitter. But here, the the, he Pete, has, the Pete movement is is for real. He's got a very strong ground team. And very, I mean, they've done a great job um, getting the word out here in Iowa. Like, I know a lot of people that are for Pete. Um, but yeah, his shirts do well. We printed just a couple yesterday, actually, for a lady that was going to come in and grab a handful. And we printed just enough to restock our shelves as well. And she saw all the shirts sitting there, and she just bought every single one that we just had. That we everything. Just everything. All of them. So about 36 shirts. She just Holy bought. crap. Yeah. So I mean, there's definitely movement for him around here. Yeah. Uh, and then Warren as well. Warren and Pete were the only two like viable candidates at the Drake Mock Caucus they had earlier this week. They were yeah, the yeah, yeah. Because Bernie, so. Bernie, this, yeah, this was, and, and for those of you who don't know, Drake University does their own little mock caucus, and so they'd go through all of the rules that the mm -hmm. Byzantine weird caucus yeah. rules. But one of them is you have to fifteen percent. And Bernie, surprisingly, I would guess for a college yeah. because uh, that is where he's going to have a lot of support. Like uh, he did not, he wasn't viable Even in the Bernie for people. First round, yeah. So you were there, right? I was there, yeah, with Reagan. We had our kind of. How angry were the Bernie people? Because the, the the reports were that it was it was a it was, it was a real tense. salty occasion. It was very tense, yeah. Um, Everyone's all split up, and I mean, there was a number of people behind Yang, a number of people behind Steyer. Um, but yeah, Biden came in with just seven, so it ended up being Biden and Bernie and Yang. They all just walked out. Yeah. Um, and Yang kind of had like a little protest vote. Otherwise, kind of Klobuchar and a few other people dispersed into to Pete and, and, yeah. and Warren. So that was inter interesting to watch and just a little like disheartening too. Like everyone's walking out of a, of a, of a it caucus. It does. Yeah. And it and makes just me a little for, worried for November. Exactly. For, for people who don't know, if you don't like, once you find out whether or not you're viable, your group is viable. Now you have the option to just leave. I guess you've always had the option to just leave. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I guess, part of the worry is yeah. that like, because there's a lot of passion now, mm -hmm. but maybe not a lot of second choice right. passion. Yeah. It's like, especially for the Bernie folks, yeah. they're they are not second choice people. They are Bernie, Bernie or bust. Absolutely. And uh, if they don't, you know, I guess man, in, in, in the caucus, maybe that's a different story because they don't want to aid somebody else getting the mm -hmm. victory. But right. Monday will be an interesting day. That is for sure. Energy wise, how long have you been in Iowa? Um, I grew up in Iowa. I was you grew born up, up in, Iowa. in like Northwest Iowa, and then moved down here when I was younger, and then went to Drake actually. Uh -huh. And then when I graduated from Drake, I, or when I was going to Drake, I moved downtown, and then I just kind of bopped around downtown. So I've always kind of had a little pulse on what uh, gotcha. was going on in Iowa. So 2008 set the record yep. for participation. Yep. That was the Obama uh, caucus, the first Obama caucus. Mm -hmm. Puts him on the map. Obviously, you know, uh, puts him in the White House for right. two terms. Compared to that, in terms of the energy. How how close are we here in 2020? 
I would say there's more energy. More? I would say there's more energy, but it's divided up between a lot of really strong parties, and people are very passionate about those parties. Gotcha. Um, whereas I feel like la during 2008 and um, kind of the years after there, like, there was a lot of energy, but it was all kind of directed towards one person or maybe just a very couple, just a couple yeah, of them. Yeah, it was like you had, you had you know, a, chicken there's or there's fish. A front, there's a front runner yes. and there, you know. Then there's the upstart. Right. And now there's like, it's, it is factional. It's like gangs in New York. It's, like, yeah, it is, it's it the is. sharks out here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think now it's a lot of energy, probably more energy because there are so many candidates that appeal to so many different areas. Like Yang has come in now with a whole other, like, pulling in a lot of Republicans from around here that I know that are kind of, you know, quote unquote, defecting from the Republican Party. Yeah. Um, because he has something different to appeal to them. And who doesn't love a thousand dollars a month? Of sure. Course. But um, I mean, that's a, a lot of ray gun shirts. But yeah, I think it's a lot of really strong candidates um, with a lot of passion uh, behind their supporters. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm I'm pumped. I think yeah. this is this is going to be it's going to be interesting. And then, especially because they're going to announce like the three different like ways to win. So we might have like a split victory of oh like delegates yeah. and raw vote yeah. and yeah. and all that. So uh, I think that there's one thing that's for sure: somebody's going to be very upset. A lot of people. Are <laughs> <upset>. <laughs> there's yeah. going to be some butthurt feelings mm -hmm. out in Absolutely. Iowa on Monday night. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, thank you so much for taking time out. Of course. Folks, if you want to make sure that we are still out here in Iowa, out here in New Hampshire, out here in Nevada, out here in South Carolina, out here in Florida, out here in Charlotte, out here in Milwaukee, out here covering live politics the way that you are hearing it, right now then folks there's only one way that you can make sure that it continues to go on and that is by going to takepoliticsseriously.com now friends i gotta tell you i looked over there at the patreon and we had a record patreon this year and by this year i mean the first month of 2020 i assume that that will continue <laughs> but i saw that we had six nine zero patrons and it was nice to know that we had 69 zero patrons 690 patrons but brothers and sisters folks it would be heavenly if you could help us join the 700 club and so i ask you if you'd like to contribute to this kind of content being out here and, and giving you my perspective of the on-the-ground experience, then head on over there right now. TakePoliticsSeriously.com. And if you don't have money, don't worry. Because now is the time for you to spread the word. Say, hey, look, if you're tired of advocacy, and that's not to say that you can't enjoy it. Of course enjoy your advocacy podcast. Enjoy your chapos enjoy whatever ted cruz is doing that's fine but every once in a while if you want to check the scoreboard you can come to px3 pass this along to your friends and family we had a record number of downloads in january and i would love to get that up because we are and I'm, I'm not going to bs you guys we're right on the cusp of getting some sponsorship like we're at about the number that 
you know, I've been told is when advertisers start sniffing around. And I know that what you guys don't want is to listen to ads. But I do know that what I would like is to bring somebody along to help me out with some of the recording, to help me out with some of the editing, to, to maybe do more video content out here. And that does take money. So pass this around because this is the moment where we take this show to the next level. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything you've given me up to this point. And folks, just hold on to your butts because I think we are continuing to move into the future. TakePoliticsSeriously.com So obviously during this weekend, canvassing is going to be extraordinarily important. Caucusing is a time commitment. Caucusing is something that Iowans think very hard about, that they're very serious about, and getting out those that are inclined to your position is something that is extraordinarily important. So I headed over to the Bernie Sanders office, one of their volunteer offices, and uh, sat in on a little, it was like one part press conference, one part uh, uh, recruitment for canvassers. Uh, Ilhan Omar spokes. So you're going to hear her uh, during these clips that I'm going to play right now. But I do have to remark a little bit because I saw the Bernie Sanders offices four years ago. And the way I described them four years ago was it was like a college party where the professor was the most popular person. I got to tell you, it's a different vibe this time. And, and, and we will see. Obviously, Bernie Sanders came very close to winning against Hillary Clinton last time. We'll see. I, I would guess that, that this would be something that would be more precise than what happened four years ago. But it is intense. I mean, I guess that, that would be the only way that I, could, that, that, that I could describe it. These people are believers and and it's less about oh my god isn't it amazing that we're all here together and a little bit more let's get this done now granted that that, that might be an unfair uh, uh comparison because you know I saw one office 4 years ago I see one office this time but I got to tell you if if part of 16 bernie was like the dank meme stash and uh, uh, like, oh, it was like a fun, unique kind of moment in time. And now it's a little bit more of we are revolutionaries and this has to be done now. Well, that translated into these, you know, the, the two offices that I saw four years apart. All right. Here uh, is uh, uh, some of the Bernie folks talking about canvassing, why it's important, and then Ilhan Omar. Uh, so why don't we do this? In the time that we have left, since we're all going to go out and canvas today, I know a lot of people are in from out of state. Part of what we're going to be doing is encouraging people to caucus, right? So does everyone have a good understanding of what the caucus system is? Do we feel comfortable relaying to people, but as in, a, in a rudimentary way, telling them why it's important? Um, any <coughs> questions on the caucus in general? Guys? No? Yeah, can you give just a... I can give a brief overview yes. yeah. of what I tell people on the doors. So when I tell people when I'm on the doors, I'm knocking on their door, you know, encouraging them to go caucus, I'll say, on February 3rd at 6.30, there's going to be a neighborhood meeting of Democrats in your precinct. This is at a communal space, it's usually at a library, 
a school, a church, a mosque, you know, you will go with your neighborhood and you will conduct uh, party business, right? You will go and uh, show your support for the candidate that you want to go uh, win the nomination. You'll stand in the corner with the Bernie people. Those numbers will be counted up and turned into delegates. Delegates are essentially points Bernie can cast for himself at the convention in the summer. Um, that's generally how I go about telling people about the caucus. We want to make it seem approachable, but at the same time also very important, because it is. In 2016, we had about eight precincts that were decided by a coin toss, right? We had many more that were decided by two or four people. So let people know that. Be very direct with them. Tell them, like, look, if you don't get your three friends, your roommates, your partners to come, you could be losing Bernie this precinct. Are you going to bring the two other people it's going to take to win this precinct, to win another delegate for Bernie, right? So with the caucus, they do need to be a registered Democrat. There is same-day registration. You do not need to produce a piece of mail or an ID. That's where we are right now. The party could change that. Uh, so it's very important to encourage people to bring an ID or a piece of mail. At the moment, they don't need to. Um, they can switch their registration from Republican or Independent or non-affiliated to Democrat on the way in and switch it back on the way out if they don't want to stand being a Democrat for more than two hours. <laughs> um, I'm a registered independent, so I'll be doing that myself. My grandfather, who uh, was born in colonized Somalia, uh, who was one of the people who fought to have Somalia become independent and realize um, uh, its full freedoms and, and liberties, um, didn't really get the opportunity to live in a democratic Somalia. And so when he came to the United States, one of the first things he was excited about was participating in our uh, democracy. And so at the age of 14, I started to take him to our caucuses because my grandfather didn't speak English and I would translate for him. Uh, and that is truly where I fell in love with uh, the political process. Um, where I fell in love with organizing because I realized that uh, our caucuses are uh, the basic grassroots level uh, entry to uh, democratic participation. Um, and one of the exciting pieces in the neighborhood that I grew up uh, in was that the, the particular caucus location we had was just right across from the high rises that I was living in. Uh, and so my grandfather and I on uh, a Tuesday night went to the cock that caucus. And I remember there were maybe two dozen uh, people um, at that particular caucus. This is about two decades ago. And the last caucus that I attended in that same room had 475 people. Yeah. Um, so many people that they had to shut it down. And I tell you this story because if it wasn't for people like my grandfather, if it wasn't for people uh, in this new, in this neighborhood who were new uh, to the country, who were so eager to participate in that process, that room would not have grown. And so what you get to do in the conversations you get to have with people is that you get to remind them about their power. And that will wrap it up for us today. Oh wait, hold on. Hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute, looks like we have... ...under Senate Resolution 483. The clerk will call the roll. Mr. Alexander. No. 
We are listening to the witness vote right now. A few moments later. All right, here's what we know right now. We have just watched this process. Everything went the way that we knew it was going to go, and that is with Susan Collins and Mitt Romney being the two Republicans who vote for witnesses. All the other Republicans stay in line, therefore ending any possibility for witnesses to be called. It is 51 nay, 49 yay for the motion to subpoena. So that's done. What we don't know is whether or not we are going to have this wrapped up tonight. And the fact that we don't know this means that Elizabeth Warren has to stay in D.C., Bernie Sanders has to stay in D.C., Amy Klobuchar has to stay in D.C., and whoever was here to see Michael Bennett, he's got to see uh, stay in D.C. So, right now, this Boney Var concert, we don't know. Bernie is probably not going to be there. He, he is likely not going to be there, considering the fact that, that right now we're going to be in a recess, and we don't know when we're going to emerge. Because there seems to be some kind of will to spread this out until Wednesday. That would be after the caucus. And there's a will to get this wrapped up tonight. Uh, We are on the razor's edge here. And that's how we're going to end this episode. Uh, Folks, this is Iowa. (laughs) This is Iowa, the likes of which we have never seen it before. And we're going to be with you every step of the way. If you're not a member of the PX3 $3 club, then then I'm going to say this is going to be a really, 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 really good week for you to get a Monday bonus episode because it will include a lot of sound that we got over... The weekend, uh, obviously, our wrap-up episode will come, might be a little early, might be Tuesday as opposed to Wednesday, but that will include everything uh, uh, that we now know uh, about how things went during the caucus, all the lay of the land, and then past that, we got an episode on Friday, and then we are off to New Hampshire. Oh, geez. Uh, uh, The mind reels, but I know that y'all will be here for me, and I'm going to be here for you. TheYoungAmerican at gmail.com is where you send your emails. Of course, TakePoliticsSeriously.com is where you support this show. Sign up for our free political newsletter at FreePoliticalNewsletter.com. Until next time, this is your old boy Justin Robert Young saying, politics has three names. I saw a show talking about politics. I saw someone on the street here in Des Moines talking about politics, and I heard Ilhan Omar talking about politics, but this is the only show that's got the stones to talk about. Oh.
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>